Everyone, you're listening to American Indian Airwaves County Radio. For Marcus Lopez, I'm your host for the hour, Larry Smith. On today's program, the ongoing state of emergency in Pine Ridge, South Dakota, as indigenous community members remain stranded without heat and proper shelter as the current bomb cycle storm continues to wreak havoc in a state of emergency and how people can help and highlights from the Poor People's Campaign in Pacoima, California this past week. You're listening to American Indian Airwaves County Radio. You can hear when the moon shines bright The lone blue elk in the black of the night You can hear, you can hear The whisper in the valley Come a cunny blows to the bar who drum. It's the warriors who are marching mm-hmm. down the mountain. Mm-hmm. Because history ain't no mystery to me. In the first segment of today's show, we go to the heart of the Oglala Lakota Nation in Pine Ridge, South Dakota as community members and the entire nation continue to live under a state of emergency as a result of the compounded blizzard-like and hurricane-strength-like cyclones that have and are presently hitting the region. In mid-March of 2019, the blizzard storm Almer pummeled the area, leaving over 1,500 indigenous community members displaced from their homes and over 500 indigenous community members lacking drinking water and indigenous community members in general just lacking the basic necessities for human survival, including appropriate shelter, propane, and other basic items. In the first segment of today's show, we speak with a longtime community member from Pine Ridge. She is a member of the Oglala Lakota Nation, and she's been working tirelessly over the past four weeks to help provide basic human services for citizens in Pine Ridge of the Oglala Lakota Nation, ground zero of the present winter storm hurricane strength like bomb cycle that's hitting the region and what people can do to help this is Haleen gaddy on how people can help provide basic necessities to the indigenous community members in pine ridge south dakota living under a four-week state of emergency i'm from the pine ridge reservation um currently we're in a, a state of emergency the president, Julian Barroner, issued um, a state of emergency, and um, the communities within the boundaries of the Pine Ridge Reservation are experiencing uh, mass flooding. A bomb cyclone hit the reservation in the middle of March and um, melted very fast. First, the blizzard came and with 12-foot drifts, 9-foot drifts. It took um, several days to unblock roads to get people out of their homes, and then... Um, flooding hit because of the, you know, the warm temperatures and all of the snow melting. 
really fast. And now today at home um, across the Pine Ridge Reservation, the Rosewood Reservation, Cheyenne River Reservation, pretty much across um, the state of South Dakota, flooding is going to happen again. I I predict, I I mean, you know, it's another blizzard at home and um, in in the springtime. So I can imagine people are having a hard time getting to medical appointments because the roads are gone, completely washed away. Um, dialysis patients um, can't make it to dialysis in some parts of the reservation on March 28th. They just got the go-ahead to, um, or, or there was water testing samplings that went on, and then this past Monday or Tuesday, two days ago, on the 9th, they just got the go-ahead to um, drink the water after the water pipes have been broken and down across the reservation. So this put um, the dialysis center on the Pine Ridge Reservation in the middle, the, the one that's located at Sharps Corner, north of Porcupine, um, out of commission. And so they sent all of those patients to another dialysis facility. So it's um, it's hitting the reservation on every level. The administration is working hard there is no federal relief funds coming from the federal government to help in this situation. There are no FEMA dollars. The the workers, employees in healthcare, um, the leaders are working overtime. There's been a lot of community uprising, um, stepping forward, horseback riders taking food out into the places where people can't get access to food or medicine. There's the regional healthcare has provided a life flight helicopter um, in the last blizzard to reach those patients to get them out. Some of the people couldn't make it to their cancer, radiation, chemotherapy treatments. And this is on the Pine Ridge Reservation. The Oglala Sioux Tribe is the it's Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota. The Oglala Sioux Tribe has set up, the president, um, Bear Runner, has set up a website called Oglala Oyanke Relief. Those funds are going directly to the um, the emergency management within the tribe and going to the designated um, departments who are helping with roads, helping with um, people getting potable water to drink. Just the basics survival um, is, is what is at stake. So that email is Oglala, O-G-L-A-L-A, Oyanke, O-Y-A-N-K-E, relief.org. And um, on that app, when you get to the website, there is a place for you to donate. You can donate directly to that, and it will go into the emergency management funds. You can also um, call 605-867-5011 and speak to the emergency management director of the tribe um, and see how you can help there. I know that um, they're also working with the roads department. They're working with the healthcare professionals, with um, the different programs within the, the tribe. And also out in the communities, there's um, different groups, grassroots um, efforts that are um, working also. But that that's the main website, oglalaoyankerelief.org. You can reach um, the emergency management at 605-867-5011. You can also email the president, um, Bear Runner's office, at um, jmorset 
at oglala.org, I believe. But again, the, the email is oglalaoyankerelief.org, and um, that's O-G-L-A-L-A-O-Y-A-N-K-E.relief.org. You can find um, the Oglala Lakota Law Project. You can find that at L-A-K-O-T-A Law, L-A-W dot org. has a link there that goes to the Oglala Oyanke Relief. The financial do- donations, in-kind donations, you can go to Oglala Oyanke, um, Oglala Nation dot information. There's a donate button there. So again, these are different links that you can go to to help um, within the tribe, the Oglala um, Sioux Tribal Relief efforts that are going on. The other email is oglalalakotanation.info. You can go to that um, website, lakotalaw.org. You can also go to um, the, the OST Flood Response Team. Um, the President's Office Flood Response Team is... 605-407-8116. General inquiries for relief funds is jmorriset at oglala.org. Again, that's jmorriset at oglala.org. In-kind donations can be, um, you can contact chase at oglala.org. Send directly to the OST president's office, um, bottled water water storage containers, non-perishable food, diapers, toilet paper, hygiene project, project, um, heavy equipment. If you can, um, you know, people, we need bobcats. We need front-end loaders to come and help with the roads departments. Um, if you can lend them, you know, not per se to donate them, but um, the use of these, these heavy equipment. Cars and trucks are needed um, to get into these places. The roads aren't passable for regular cars. You would need um, four-wheel drive shovels, solar-powered chargers, solar panels and wind turbines, green building supplies, tiny homes, electric generators, fuel containers, water pumps. Volunteers are needed in administrative assistance, contractors, engineers, skilled laborers, accountants, bookkeepers, grant writers, all of these are welcomed in this um, for essential items and volunteers at Pine Ridge right now. This is in Pine Ridge, South Dakota, um, the Pine Ridge Reservation in current day South Dakota, the Oglala Lakota Nation. The contact number is 407-8116. That's the President's Flood Response Team. You can also contact 867 867- 5011. Again, that's 605-867-5011. You can contact the emergency management system there. Um, you can go to oglalaoyankerelief.org. Again, that's O-G-L-A-L-A-O-Y-A-N-K-E relief.org. At this website, you get the information. There's a a donate button that goes directly into the relief. There's also on there, you can stand in solidarity and sign a petition that goes directly to President Trump to send send relief funds to the Pine Ridge Reservation. Right now, there are no FEMA funds going to the Oglala Sioux Tribe. In the past, 
storm that hit. It's going to take um, more than a year to recover from this. 500 people remain without access to potable water. Mm. Covert systems are blocked. Roads are impassable. 1,500 citizens of the Oglala Lakota Nation have been displaced. They can't go to their homes. More than 100 structures have been damaged by flooding. Homes have been damaged by flooding. Um, Schools could not operate. Again, we're getting hit right now. Um, There's another blizzard. Uh, A cyclone, bomb cyclone is hitting again. And so the communities are experiencing a crisis situation on the Pine Ridge Reservation. The volunteer and in-kind information where you can volunteer, you can come for any financial donations. Go to oglalalakotanation.information. You can contact Chase at oglala.org. The Oglala Sioux Tribal President's Flood Response Team is 605-407-8116. General inquiries will be jmorissette at oglala.org. That's J-M-O-R-R-I-S-E-T-T-E at oglala.org. In-kind donations, you can um, inquire before sending to chase at oglala.org. That's C-H-A-S-E at oglala.org. The Oglala Sioux Tribal President's Office um, is the flood response headquarters. You can, um, volunteers are needed on every level for, from bottled water, you know, supplies coming into the people, toilet paper, hygiene kits, non-perishable food, heavy equipment like bobcats, um, front end loaders, and volunteers, you know, taking on duties to get um, flood response funds, administrative assistance, contractors, engineers, if you can write grants, if you can help um, in bookkeeping, your volunteer service is needed. You can go to um, oglalaoyankerelief.org and click the donate button. Those funds will go directly to the efforts to help the crisis situation on the Pine Ridge Reservation. Click the sign the petition button on this website at Oglala Oyanke Relief and stand in solidarity. Send a petition to President Trump for federal flood relief. We need it in South Dakota. There is no federal FEMA dollars coming to South Dakota. Mm -hmm. It's not just the Oglala Sioux Tribe that is suffering from um, catastrophic flooding. It's also the Cheyenne River Sioux Mm -hmm. Tribe and the Rosebud um, Sioux Tribe who are suffering from the effects of this cyclone storm that caused the flooding um, within South Dakota. That was a storm that hit in the middle of March, and today, again, one month later, on April 11th, we're experiencing another storm that's bringing in a lot of snow and a lot of blizzard conditions across the state of South Dakota that are going to continue to affect um, within the coming weeks, affect the communities and the people on the Pine Ridge Reservation. And you're listening to an exclusive interview with Helene Gaddy from the Oglala Lakota Nation on the four-week state of emergency for Indigenous community members and citizens in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. They've been hit twice in the past four weeks with blizzard-like bomb cycle conditions that has resulted in massive flooding and structural damage with over 1,500 community members displaced without potable water 
and in need of basic necessities. You're listening to American Indian Airwaves, County Radio, and now back to the interview. We're still in recovery from the last storm, which came on March 12th, 13th, 14th. Um, that brought 12-foot snowstorm um, drifts. When it started to melt, it brought catastrophic flooding. Um, and now we're, we have another bomb cyclone that is hitting currently today. We're in blizzard conditions, and um, the entire Pine Ridge Reservation road system in surrounding areas are shut down. So these are the conditions that we're experiencing on the Oglala Lakota Nation. Again, you can send um, help. You can... Um, Sign a petition. Go to oglalaoyankerelief.org, O-G-L-A-L-A-O-Y-A-N-K-E, relief.org, and sign a petition to send federal dollars to the state of South Dakota to help with the flood relief. You can click the donate button and send help to um, the disaster relief fund there, the flooding relief fund. You can also volunteer. Volunteers are needed on every level with byproducts, um, bottled water, water storage containers, non-perishable foods, hygiene kits. Heavy equipment is needed. Um, household equipment is lead- needed, like um, energy-saving equipment, solar panels, wind turbines. You know, green building products are needed. Um, this will help the homes that have been severely affected by these storms. Um, become self-sufficient in um, the cost. In the winter on the Pine Ridge Reservation this past winter, from the extreme cold temperatures, um, the frigid temperatures, residents have experienced light bills that have doubled 100%. Wow. And ranging people who are living in the current um, FEMA trailers that have been um, relocated and people bought them and used them as homes on the reservation, they are all electric heat. And so light bills have skyrocketed to as high as $700 for a three-bedroom 14 by 54 trailer, which is outrageously high. So in order to, you know, help this situation, solar panels and wind turbines are needed to help sustain energy at a lower cost. Volunteers on all, you know, levels are needed from helping in um, direct relief to contractors helping with the reconstructing roads engineers and skilled laborers, accountants and bookkeepers, and grant writers to help bring in um, relief funds. There are no federal aid funds that are coming in for the, the um, emergency management um, assistance. These are the situations on the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota. You can go to oglalaoyankerelief.org, O-G-L-A-L-A-O-Y-A-N-K-E, relief.org. You can call 867-5011 for the emergency management. You can call 605-441-0077 to speak to the president of the Oglala Sioux Tribe. Um, In the president's office, there is the flood relief campaign, the flood relief response team working directly in the tribal president's office, 605-407-8166. You can email chase at oglala.org, C-H-A-S-E at oglala.org for financial donation inquiry. You can email jmorset at oglala.org, J-M-O-R-R-I-S-E 
T-T-E at Oglala.org. You can call 867-5011 for the emergency management program. You can volunteer, inquire to volunteer at volunteer at oglalaoyankerelief.org. And you can, um, you know, stand in solidarity with the Oglala Sioux Tribe. You can support by going to Oglala Oyanke Relief and signing a petition to bring federal aid to South Dakota. Click the donate button. Some of the citizens, some of the members of the Oglala Lakota Nation haven't been able to um, get get back to their homes or leave their homes for that matter. Um, unless they go by boat because their road has been completely washed out and they have to um, cross a raging stream or river at this point. Helicopters had to come in and help some of the elders get out because they they didn't have the physical capacity to walk out a mile and a half to get to the highway to get to their medical treatment appointment. The dialysis center in the middle of the reservation experienced um, no water for two weeks, and so dialysis patients had to go to other facilities, and this is causing, um, you know, exhaustion um, upon our employees who are working in those service areas. It's also causing um, exhaustion in our um, tribal headquarters, mm-hmm. overworking and um, staying in 24 hours um working for the people, there is just a really need for support on all levels on the Pine Ridge Reservation. Thank you. Um, I hope that this reaches enough people that you share this information. Call 867-5011. Call 605-407-0077. You can call, um, go to Oglala Oyanke Relief, donate there, find out how you can support the Oglala Sioux Tribe in any way, get the word out, share the information. This is happening right now. Thank you for your time. And you're listening to an exclusive interview with Helene Gaddy of the Oglala Lakota Nation. She's speaking on the four-week state of emergency for Indigenous community members of the Oglala Lakota Nation in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. They are presently being hit with the second bomb cyclone with blizzard-like conditions within the past four weeks. Over 1,500 community members have been displaced from their homes. Hundreds and hundreds of community members are without potable drinking water and without appropriate electricity and basic human necessities. You're listening to American Indian Airwaves, Cowdy Radio. We're going to take a short break and come back with the second part of this conversation on the state of emergency in the Oglala Lakota Nation in Pine Ridge, South Dakota.
the song Mother Earth here on American Indian Airwaves County Radio. In the second segment of today's program, we continue our conversation with longtime Indigenous community member of the Oglala Lakota Nation in Pine Ridge, South Dakota, Helene Gaddy, on the four-week state of emergency that Indigenous community members of Pine Ridge are continuing living under. They are presently being hit with the second bomb cyclone with blizzard-like conditions and flooding over the past four weeks. The March bomb cyclone rendered over 1,500 Indigenous community members displaced from their homes, hundreds of community members without potable water and without appropriate electricity to heat their homes, and without basic human necessities. This is the state of emergency in the heart of the Oglala Lakota Nation in Pine Ridge, South Dakota, with Helene Gaddy. Helene, thank you so much for that. And I think for our listeners, they don't understand how severe this storm is. And, and the storm in March, I know um, the Nez Pierce uh, Tribal Executive Committee declared a state of emergency a few days ago. And, you know, we're talking about blizzard-like conditions, wind chill factors, dropping temperatures uh, below zero, and this repeated climate that folks back home are enduring. So it's just not the storm that's happening right now. It's just not the storm that happened four weeks ago causing all this damage. But also, you know, you can go back even just a year to July of 2018 when there was that devastating hailstorm that caused over $10 million worth of damage back home. So, yeah, back in July, the hailstone had... People are still recovering from that hailstorm um, in July. The massive rain and wind that came with it um, mm-hmm. didn't give enough. The, the people in these same homes who are now um, suffering from the frigid cold, mm-hmm. um, there was for that hailstorm that came through and tore through an entire community of homes, destroyed homes. You know, disaster relief was not, um, even though the president declared a state of emergency during that time, even though the, the current president declared a state of emergency during this time, there was no um, federal federal FEMA money that came to help the people in South Dakota. This is a, um, the climate's changing. This is due to climate change, I believe so. You know, these storms haven't um, what is what is um, described in South Dakota is a 50-year flood. The people who built the Miniwichoni pipeline, which comes from the um, the Missouri River, water is piped across the state of South Dakota onto the Pine Ridge Reservation because of the existing water um, conditions. The the it's not drinkable, you know, the EPA levels for the carcinogens in the water wasn't good. And so this pipeline was um, created to bring people good drinking water from the Missouri River. Because of this flooding and because of the shift of the environment and the geology, the the big load of dumping of snow and, um, you know, all the waterways are rushing that would all you know, would be dry otherwise. Mm. These dry creeks, pipe the pipes have broken. the The water pipes have broken. Wow. So, it is a, a effect of climate change. 
And you mentioned Minnewinchoni water is life, but when we talk about all this flooding, the snow, and you know what kind of damage is done, not just to people's homes, and but you know like uh, sewage uh, facility plants, uh, other industry operations. I'm thinking of industrial agriculture, right? Mining, uh, uranium mining you know, swine industry and, and all the pollution that, that uh, comes with those industries. And then you have this massive flooding and snowstorms that add to the pollution in that region. And, and all that pollution seeps down right into Mother Earth, into the Oglala Aquifer, in all these waterways back home that compound the, the damage. Uh, your thoughts on that? I don't know how it's going to, I mean, I know that it's going to have a, a negative impact, a, a very um, negative impact in on the state of South Dakota overall. It's, it's not very economical with climate change and the environment the way it is. Um, right now, this, the, the weather is taking an effect on the, the local businesses, the local um, farming industry. I don't believe that um, people will be able to do their... I mean, maybe they will. I can't say that, but I know that it's going to have an effect. Um, Our neighboring states in Nebraska are showing that they're going to be losing um, hundreds of thousands of dollars this year because of the floods. So I imagine so it could be similar in our area. I know that local um, farmers and ranchers in our area have lost cattle in, um, in, in an outstanding numbers. They've lost um, cattle due to the flood. The ranchers and farmers on the Pine Ridge Reservation, they've lost a lot of cattle. So that impacts that industry, Mm. the cattle and foods market, the farming. You're listening to an exclusive interview with Haleen Gaddy of the Oglala Lakota Nation here on American Indian Airwaves County Radio. She's speaking on the four-week state of emergency within Pine Ridge, South Dakota, and the basic human necessities that people need. And now back to the interview. You talked about there's no state or federal assistance. There's no FEMA. And I know in in March, the Trump administration issued federal emergency declarations for the La Jolla and Saboba bands um, here or nations in Southern California. And here we are, fast uh-huh. fast forward. And they had flooding also, right? Yeah, they had the fires and the floodings too. And then in April, right, Trump issues uh, the same declaration for the entire state of Nebraska, which includes the Santee Sioux Nation, the Ponca Tribe of Nebraska, the Omaha Nation, the Sock and Fox Nation, the Ho-Chunk Nation. And, and even the Santee Sioux citizens are eligible to apply for food assistance um, with the Department of Health and Human Services. Um, and, and here we are, folks back home, uh, there's simply no federal assistance. And how much of that do you think that plays into President Trump's executive order greenlighting TransCanada's Keystone XL pipeline and South Dakota's government passing the Riot Boosting Act, which labels activists as riot boosters. Yep. The, the governor of South Dakota basically put a hit out <laughs> on water protectors. Is that, you know, that's a, the translation of what, um, what happened. The two bills that were put forth, I 
believe it's um, 189 and 190, states that anybody who is in support of um, two or more people are, you know, in, who supports efforts that might be inciting a riot, riot or um, basically people who are standing up for Mother Earth in any way by support or by, you know, other entities financially supporting people who are supporting who are standing up against the Keystone Exile Pipeline will be prosecuted um, civil and criminal. They will face criminal and civil charges. It's a violation of several, right? You know, a violation of your your rights completely. I don't believe that that's going to... Um, I know that the other day I've, I've read in the news that Trump also signed, he's trying to sign something, I'm not sure if he did, that will stop all state from denying the pipeline, which is crazy. I don't believe he could do that. I know that it's been stopped in federal, um, a federal judge stopped the the progress of the pipeline, but there is known um, man camps that are going to be start, start to be set up. There's a facility north of the Black Hills in South Dakota where the trailers are where for these man camps to start building this pipeline um, that's going to be coming through treaty territory. Um, this goes back to, you know, honoring the 1868 Fort Laramie Treaty. And um, the people, the tribes that are involved in that are are against the Keystone XL pipeline. Um, this doesn't, this isn't going to um, help with the climate change efforts. The pipeline isn't, it isn't a good thing. I don't believe that any Indigenous nation in South Dakota is in support of it. I don't believe that any of the oh, a lot of the uh, I believe that a lot of the farmers and ranchers are against it also. But um, I don't know what else to say about it. I just know that it's bad, it's wrong, and it shouldn't come through South Dakota. You mentioned the Treaty of Fort Laramie, and what role does the treaty play in this case when we talk about? the state of emergency, and the ongoing relief efforts to help communities back home, and the very fact the federal government refuses or has not offered any type of FEMA assistance. You know, I know that the the government did visit um, the Pine Ridge Reservation. It's so crazy because um, the week, about the week, um, you know, around that time, she was when those bills were passed. And then she comes to the Pine Ridge Reservation and there were 11 people from the, or 11 National Guard um, that were assigned to the Pine Ridge Reservation to bring, um, they basically were there and they helped bring water buffaloes in big water containers and passed out water. So she, she the governor of South Dakota knows um, the damage. She witnessed it. Helene, I know you have to go and catch a flight, but for our listeners, again, that want to help Indigenous community members of the Oglala Lakota Nation in Pine Ridge, South Dakota, what is some of the contact information and places where people can go to help donate money or resources for the community members in need? Oglala, O-G-L-A-L-A, Oyanke, O-Y-A-N-K-E, Relief. Org. When you get to the website, there is a place for you to donate. You can donate directly to that, and it will go into the emergency management funds. You can also 
call 605-867-5011 and speak to the emergency management director of the tribe and see how you can help there. I know that they're also working with the roads department. They're working with the healthcare professionals, with um, the different programs within the the tribe and also but that that's the main website oglalaoyankerelief.org you can reach um the emergency management at 605-867-5011 you can also email the president bear runners office at jmorset at oglala.org i believe but again the the email is oglalaoyankerelief.org and um, that's O-G-L-A-L-A-O-Y-A-N-K-E.release.org. You can find um, the Oglala Lakota Law Project. You can find that at L-A-K-O-T-A Law, L-A-W.org. has a link there that goes to the Oglala Oyanke Release. The financial do- donations, in-kind donations, you can go to Oglala Oyanke, um, oglalanation.information. There's a donate button there. And that was Helene Gaddy of the Oglala Lakota Nation speaking on the four-week state of emergency in Pine Ridge, South Dakota. Indigenous community members are presently enduring their second bomb cyclone with blizzard-like conditions and flooding in the past four weeks. Over 1,500 indigenous community members have been displaced from their homes and hundreds and hundreds of community members are without appropriate shelter, drinking water, heat and electricity, as well as other basic human necessities. And that concludes the second segment on today's show here on American Indian Airwaves County Radio. We're gonna take a very short break and we'll be right back. The song In the Blood by Robbie Robertson here on American Indian Airwaves County Radio. In the final segment of today's program, we go to Pacoima, California in Los Angeles County, the heart of the Fernandino Tatavium Nation, where this past April 9th of 2019 at Telfair Elementary School, the Poor People's Campaign public hearing on homelessness and poverty took place. Approximately one out of every four child in the public school district is homeless, and a good number of those children and their parents are indigenous peoples. 
In the concluding segment of today's program, we hear from Rudy Ortega Jr., who is the tribal president of the Fernando Taviam Nation. He spoke at the Poor People's Campaign public hearing this past April 9th. And then we'll hear from closing remarks from longtime indigenous activists and community member Shannon Rivers. And now, highlights from the Poor People's Campaign public hearing on homelessness. Sintuganga, uh, which is over in Encino area, Tapu, uh, which is over in Simi Valley, Tochonanga, which is over in Santa Cruz, and Chaiwananga, which now sits in present-day Magic Mountain. The other three lineages that are in my tribe come from Tohunanga, which is Tahanga, Kawenga, and also Chaiwananga, and uh, Tomiabit, which is always in the Anzo Valley. When people, when the Spanish people arrived here in California, they pretty much gather all the people from all these villages. And then today we have the name Fernandino, pretty much describes all the people that was marched to San Fernando Mission. And it has gone on to all the 21 missions in California, similar type of histories. So if you're talking about displacement, that was the very first start of displacement, the very first start of homelessness that occurred. Because our people, my ancestors, were pretty much marched to these missions and they were converted. They were transferred over to being Catholicism, Catholics, and they had to go through stages and layers. So this is the history that I share. This is the history that is of my people. My people speak multiple languages, two languages, the Chumash language, the Toctic language, and within the Toctic languages, five dialects they speak. The Serrano, the Tavium dialect, Bibimaram, uh, Tonga language, Kuiya, all these different languages, Ibatam language, all these different languages that today they're very close to one another. For an example, the word Tamit, we all share that with among the Toctic speakers. But today, our language struggles. My great-grandfather, Antonio Maria Ortega, who lived here in San Fernando, was the last fluent speaker of my family. His words were recorded, very little, and it was very little of the families that were in San Fernando were recording those languages. So along with our language, our religion, our culture was shamed, it was hidden. So when we talk about homelessness today, we're talking about the people's pride. And that's what I wanted to deliver right now before I do a blessing, is to put that in your minds. As when we talk about people, we're talking about the health, the safety, making them better participants in society. And how do we do that? Is for us to become the better participants and reach out to them and help them out. Find out what their struggles are. Find out how we can be able to service them better to ensure that they have a healthy lifestyle and a healthy upbringing overall. Some of these families struggle and they're working people before they became completely disfranchised, completely all. So with that, put that in your minds. As we do the prayer, I'm gonna bless, and I'm gonna sing a song, it's a Serrano song, it's a Tavim song, it's open up the big house. So this way we can have good words, a good exchange, good testimonies. This way we can find solutions, rather than just talk, we can find something out to make sure that we're coming together with good solutions. We all come from different walks of life. Today, as we call America, many people come from different backgrounds and cultures and religions. With that, I ask you to all please stand out of respect. And I ask you to pray in your own way. The way you pray to the Creator, the way you pray to God. Today we share this earth, we've always shared this earth. But these homelands that are indigenous to my family, to my cousin Jessa here, we are descendants from the first people of these lands of Los Angeles. 
And as our culture, we pray, we light sage, so we can send our prayers up to the heavens, to the Creator, so they can hear us. I ask you to pray in your own way, the way you pray in your own religion and culture and, reli and religious beliefs, because we share this. And the Creator created for all of us, regardless of how we were upbringing, how we were raised, what religion we come from, what background we come from, what ethnicity we are. We share Mother Earth. There's only one planet. Dear Creator, we come to you in a humble way. I thank you for all the blessings and offerings you've given us, Grandfather, that you come and you bring these people here. The people who are meant to be here are here today to listen, to give words, to give exchange dialogue, to have a good and healthy discussion so we talk about the people who are facing homelessness. These people who are out there striving to make ends meet, striving to just to live another day, Grandfather. We're here to talk about them. We're here to talk about how we empower them, how we support them, how we bring them back and put a roof over their head, Grandfather. We're here to open our hearts and our minds. And regardless of our backgrounds and our cultures and religions and beliefs, Grandfather, we come today to make sure that we all hear one voice, one way of finding out how we can do all this together in a good and rightful way. I ask you to bless everything that's above us, below us, and all around us. We echo, we echo, we chop, Final song, it's up, it's open up the big house. Boomara, boomara, chumkichi, chumkichi. Boomara, boomara, chumkichi, chumkichi. Boomara, chumkichi, boomara, chumkichi. Boomara, boomara, chumkichi, chumkichi. Boomara, boomara, chumkichi, chumkichi. Boomara, chumkichi, boomara, chumkichi. Boomara, boomara, chumkichi, chumkichi. Boomara, boomara, chumkichi. Bumara, Tumkete, Bumara, Tumkete, Bumara, Bumara, Tumkete, Tumkete, Bumara, Bumara, Tumkete, Tumkete, Bumara, Tumkete, Bumara, Tumkete, Bumara, Bumara, Tumkete, Tumkete, Bumara, Bumara, Tumkete, Tumkete, Bumara, Tumkete, Bumara, Tumkete, Bumara, Bumara, Thank you. You may be seated. I know that we're uh, closing here. I'm. I want to first talk to you a little bit about why it was important to bring it to Pacoima. Twenty-five percent of students in Telfair School are homeless. We know that a hundred and seventy. 2,000 Native Americans live in LA County. One in three, one in four of those Native American people are homeless. We know that there are a million Zopotecs and Mixtecs that live in LA County. We don't know the numbers of their homelessness. Poverty, colonization, forced relocation, and genocide of indigenous peoples on this land is what keeps us sick. We are sick because people believe that it's okay to be rich. It's okay to keep exploiting Mother Earth. It's okay to keep destroying the water and the land. That's why we're in this situation. Indigenous peoples have a blueprint and we live together communally. We loved and we cared for one another. And today we have lost that compassion and that humanity with one another. 
This is not a hearing to make you feel good. It is not a hearing to talk about just homelessness. It is a hearing about educating and how you can get out of this situation. I've asked these politicians, all of us, asked these politicians and their representatives to come. They are not the answer, as my brother mentioned. We have the solution with one another. We are not criminals in our own land. We are not immigrants in our own land. We, are, we cannot be isolated any longer. Those of you that are rich out there, those of you in the media listening, you can't keep taking from people. There is not a positive reaction to that. Our homelessness, our poverty, our suffering is, because, is caused by the greed of a few. And those of us that understand that, we have to come together. You politicians, those of you that are representing, I'm going to call you back. We're going to call you back. This is not the end of this. I'm asking you to join the Poor People's Campaign, your Kapolis that are nearby. Where are you at? Those guys that were here? Thank you very much for coming. We're going to call and ask all of you to sit down and meet with us again. There are solutions. There was a program in New Mexico, New Mexico called the 311 program, where they hired, the city hired people on a daily basis, $9 an hour, picked them up and dropped them off wherever they needed to go in that particular community. There are solutions. We can call in tiny houses. We don't need another mega church in the corner of somewhere. We don't need that. I get it, some of us are very religious, we want a nice church, but we don't need that. We need open spaces and land. We need bathrooms for our community members. We need showers for our community members. The American Indian Movement, the Black Panther Party fed the community. I'm calling on you members to do that again. Don't let the politicians stop you. Change these laws. Change them. You can do that. We can do that. We are more powerful. If you think you're broken, you are not broken. The system is broken. It's broken. And it's been broken too long. There are greedy people out there. I'm not just calling out the white folks. Because there are white folks who are poor. There are white folks who are in poverty. They are suffering just like you and me. They are recognizing that a long history of gentrification, colonization, and genocide is impacting them. They recognize that. There are solutions, my friends. There's a lot of solutions. I don't need a lot of money to get by. I don't really care about that. I want my children to be fed. I want a house. I want a roof over their head. I want them to be warm in the winter and cool in the summer. We can't keep taking electricity from Navajo Nation and forget about the Navajos who are in poverty. We can't keep taking the water from the Paiute and not recognizing their right to water. 
You can't keep doing that, relatives. You can't keep building up without planting roots. You need to establish your roots here, and most of you have. And I wanted to thank Rudy, you have to go. Rudy is a member of the Tatavian people. I want to thank Jessa, our sister. We recognize indigenous peoples first. Because when you recognize the people who truly own this land, then you recognize yourself as a settler and you step back and you say, what can I do to make my community better? Because our relatives, they welcome you, maybe willingly or not, but you're here and we have to live together. You're not gonna go anywhere, I'm not gonna go anywhere, but we're gonna make this happen together. This is very difficult, my friends. There are people outside tonight who haven't eaten today. That breaks my heart. I don't want to see suffering. And I'm going to say this before I end. In indigenous communities, the richest man was the tribal chief, the leader. You know why he was rich? Because he gave everything away. If somebody needed some food, he gave them food. If somebody needed a house, they built the community would come together and build a house. The manifestos of the Black Panther Party and the American Indian Movement were community first. And we must return to that. Some of you have lost your way. You're struggling and you're suffering. You're not poor. Somebody is greedy. Somebody is greedy and they're taking everything. Those that take the best meat are the ones that leave us to starve. And we can't starve anymore, brothers and sisters. We can't. We are going to find solutions. We have solutions. Politicians, tell your friends and your families to come out. We're going to call another meeting. We have solutions. Start community gardens. Start tiny homes. Stop mega developments. Create jobs that are ecological sustainability. Have ecological sustainability. Quit building like we're going to live for a hundred years. Build because we're going to live for seven generations. And we got to remember our people. Your children and my children. I want to thank you all for coming. coming. We're going to close in a traditional way. We're going to acknowledge the land again and we're going to ask my sister to come on up to offer us a song or a prayer. I'm going to ask you all to stand. It is part of tradition that we stand. Because this land that you are on is indigenous land. That's not to say that you are removed. You are now family. You are our family. And we ask you to stand with us. Because together we're going to beat this thing. And when somebody calls you to action, stand up. Those of you that are rep representing politicians, if you know that it's uncomfortable, if you know that policy is not going to work, step away and say, hold up. How is this helping our community? How is it working for our community? <laughs> Represent the community. The moment of silence is over. And that was highlights from the Poor People's Campaign public hearing on homelessness 
in the heart of the Fernandinho Tatabium Nation. Opening the event was Rudy Ortega Jr., who is tribal chairman of the Fernandinho Tatabium Nation. And the closing remarks were from longtime indigenous activist and community member from the Akmer Otam Nation, Shannon Rivers. And that concludes our show for today here on American Indian Airwaves County Radio. A special thank you to our guests for the entire hour, Helene Gady and Rudy Ortega and Shannon Rivers. A special thank you to our musical guests for the entire hour, Aragon Star, Koopa Aina, and the band Blackfire. American Indian Airwaves County Radio is mixed and mastered in the studio of Burnt Swamp Studio in Signal Hill, California. I've been your host for the hour, Larry Smith. Until next time. And the blood never comes clean from the guilty minds Nor the hands that hold the chains In a rhythm of against our fears, try not to become what we've endured, wearing our souls on the thread, the moment of silence is over.